And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today is December 7th. On, excuse me. On December 7th, 1941, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. And while a lot of stories have been told over the years, there's one story I just found out about that uh, I think epitomizes how a lot of folks um, felt. USS West Virginia was a stellar member of Battleship Row. And when it was sunk... As the rescue workers were trying to to help folks, they started hearing banging from inside the ship. Now, because of the damage, they couldn't get to the area where the banging was coming from. And that particular compartment was 40 feet below the surface now. And the surface itself was covered with uh, combustible... um, gasoline and oil if they drilled a hole in the ship all it would do is help the ship sink faster and further eventually when the ship was raised they discovered the banging came from a freshwater compartment and in that compartment were three sailors when they were later identified the youngest was 18 and the oldest was 21 and according to a calendar that they had uh, kept, they survived 18 days after the ship sank. They had uh, rations for a part of that time, but eventually the rations were exhausted. They had fresh water because it was a freshwater compartment, but with no hope of discovery, um, they died in the dark, unmourned, unrescued you know that's stories like that make you wonder exactly what uh, what might be uh, going on in areas that have seen uh, combat you know there's a lot of stories of ghosts uh, in regard to not only Pearl Harbor but quite a number of other um locations. How about the USS Hornet? Commissioned in 1943. Saw its fair share of combat during World War II. And while it was stationed in the Pacific, it helped sink more than 1,400 Japanese vessels. But in its 27-year history, actually 27 years in service in combat, by accident by suicide, over 300 sailors died. Now, the Hornet's now a museum. But it's said to be home to a number of ghosts. And a lot of the museum workers and visitors report hearing voices and feeling cold spots in certain parts of the ship. One uh, one curator and former Navy SEAL said he wasn't a true believer in all this ghost stuff, but he knows what he saw. He saw an officer in khakis to send a letter to the next deck. 
Well, he didn't recognize him, so he followed him, and when he got there, he was gone. No explanation for it. Now, another area that has seen its share of ghosts was uh, the Alamo. I wandered through that. Um, and in certain areas, you do get strange feelings. Now, the Battle of the Alamo was in 1836, culmination of the Texans' struggle for independence. The site in San Antonio was now essentially a cemetery for 182 Texas defenders and 1,600 Mexican soldiers who were either killed or wounded in the fight. Their remains were dismembered, burned, and dumped in the San Antonio River. And just a few days after the battle, the first stories of ghosts and hauntings started to be circulated. The first account of ghosts at the Alamo came when Mexican General Juan Jose Andrada, who made camp several miles away, sent a colonel with a contingent of men to burn the Alamo soldiers' bodies to prevent the spread of disease. Men came back. They did not accomplish their mission. They said six devils were guarding the front of the old Alamo uh, mission. And they wanted nothing to do with uh, dealing with devils. And over the last 80 to, to 100 years, visitors to the site have reported seeing small boys tagging along in groups before vanishing. They hear the clatter of horse hooves on the pavement and they see an eerie man and small boy jumping from the roof of the Alamo Mission. When they go to the location where they should have landed, there's never anybody there. And of course, we've got the Cold Harbor Battlefield in Virginia. It's hosted one of the bloodiest battles in American history. You know, during the Civil War, it was the site of Union General Grant's Overland Campaign from May 31st through June 12th, 1864. When it finally ended, Confederate losses were almost 5,000. Union casualties were estimated to be over 12,000. Visitors to the site report seeing apparitions of soldiers wandering the grounds or performing battle maneuvers. Orbs are spotted at night, and many locals report the sounds of horses clomping along Route 156. Some uh, even say they can smell gunpowder in the air. Cemetery beside the battlefield park is reported only by a little girl dressed in white with a bonnet and a very pretty face. Legend has it she died falling out of the window of the gravekeeper's house, which is still there. On occasion, my goodness, on occasion you can reportedly even see the little girl peeking out from the window. Now that same house supposedly is the gravesite for a hundred hastily buried Civil War soldiers. Turning back to Pearl Harbor which is located in Honolulu, Hawaii, marks the resting place of 1,102 of the 1,177 sailors killed by a Japanese attack on the USS Arizona. The attack on the Arizona, of course, happened during the Pearl Harbor attack, which got us into World War II. And those who died didn't go peacefully, which makes Pearl Harbor right for ghost stories of all types. One of the more famous ghosts is... Charlie, he's been there so long and his presence well documented and uncommon for local officers to respond. That's just Charlie when water faucets turn themselves on, radio stations switch, or heavy doors swing back and forth inexplicably. But by all accounts, Charlie's relatively harmless. Now, many of those who visited the memorial built over the Arizona report feeling inexplicable sadness and pain. 
But one of the most harrowing ghost stories regards a sailor who was shot after leaving his post during the Pearl Harbor bombings. He said to haunt the deck of the sunken ship at low tide. Then Jefferson Barracks in Missouri, which was opened October 23, 1826, named in honor of former President Thomas Jefferson, who died earlier that same year. Over the course of its history, it was used as a military staging area in a VA hospital. 1863, a a graveyard was established there. Most of the scariest stories revolve around the barracks headquarters. Number of soldiers who held guard positions, they report seeing a ghostly sentry who would challenge them while on post. He supposedly had a gory, bleeding bullet hole in his head and is said to be so frightening and aggressive that some guards have deserted their post after they encounter him. According to the story, the sentry was a guard who'd been killed in a munitions raid. He's believed to confront the living guards at the post because he's still on duty and looks at him as trespassers. You know, keep in mind that many, many times um, ghosts um, don't realize they're dead. And they continue to try to carry out the, the last orders they received. You know, if you go to Pearl Harbor and you stand on the USS Arizona Memorial, that's the white concrete bridge that straddles the sunken Navy battleship. Many people report feeling what might be referred to as the ghost of December 7th. Um, but unfortunately, most report feeling nothing paranormal. More than 900 sailors are ever entombed in the 608-foot-long vessel. About 37% of the total 2,403 military and civilians killed in that attack. And more than 30 Arizona crew members who survived Pearl Harbor have chosen to add their ashes to the underwater ship. The uh, Pearl Harbor National Memorial is more than the highly visible Arizona Memorial, of course. It includes the USS Arizona, USS Oklahoma, and USS Utah Memorials, as well as six officer bungalows, three mooring quays, and the Pearl Harbor Visitor Center. You know, there's been so many stories of strange paranormal encounters that you really don't know where uh, to start. And a lot of stories have been collected from the various survivors who... uh, have returned. A 30, a 90-something-year-old survivor recalled lying on a stretcher awaiting medical transport. Next to him, another sailor was screaming in pain. His arm and shoulder had been blown off in the attack. Upon recognizing the gravely injured sailor as a friend, his name was Herman Bledslow. He offered uh, words of comfort to the severely injured man. By the time the nurse got around to triaging him, he was uh, he was dead. There has been a lot of um, stories about. Uh, 
occurrences that seem to be on their own time schedule. You never know when you're going to uh, run into something odd, especially at a place where there's been so much death and suffering. There's a story told by uh, Louis Leguess. He was a Pearl Harbor survivor. It was 19 years old the day of the attack. It was on the USS West Virginia when an aerial strike force of the Imperial Japanese Navy launched an assault on the naval base. Now, the West Virginia was one of America's foremost battleships, and it sank that day. And according to the telegram sent to his mother by the U.S. Navy, Legasse was more than uh, was among the more than 100, 100 sailors to die on board in the attack. Now, he wasn't dead at the time the telegram was sent, and when he was found in the midst of the attack, he was in such bad shape that uh, no one really thought he was going to survive. Now, years later, he recalled the sounds of the torpedoes actually striking his ship. In the explosion that followed, he sustained injuries that nearly killed him, left him unconscious and bleeding from several areas. And to those sorting the, through the dead and wounded that lay strewn about the harbor, he appeared to be one of those who didn't survive. In fact, it was among a group of corpses he was discovered his Eyelids moving, the only sign he was actually alive. The sailor who noticed the minor movement helped move him to the USS Solus uh, hospital ship. Now, the news he was actually alive didn't get to his hometown soon enough, and his family held a memorial service for their fallen relative. And within days of what turned out to be an unsuccessful, mem unnecessary memorial, the Navy sent a second telegram. said, oh, by the way, he's still living. But not everybody in Waco was aware of it. Local newspaper reported his death on its front page, and even years after the attack, people he had known before the war were just finding out he survived the attack. He earned the nickname the Ghost of Waco. Now, interestingly enough, there's been... Uh, there's a number of museums dedicated to various ships, one of which is USS Bowfin, a uh, submarine. And there's been reports all around Ford Island, strange things and sounds and presences that seem to correspond to the events that took place on December 7, 1941. Ford Island residents reported phantom voices and footsteps in their homes as well as moving objects, lights, and Electronics turn on off by themselves and dark shadows that seem to wander about aimlessly. But when you approach them, they vanish. The airstrip on Fort Island also has an interesting reputation. Visitors often report feeling a sense of panic and strange glowing mist that floats around. But the most well-known ghost on the site is the one I referred to early, earlier. His name is Charlie. The... Uh, 
water faucets turn themselves on and off, radios are turned on and their stations switched and and all this is accompanied by the sound of keys and footsteps in the empty hallways. And whether paranormal or not, the feeling of loss and respect for the service members who have died permeates the air year-round, making the Pearl Harbor Historic Site a, a visit if you have to, uh, worth taking if you ever happen to get there. Now, the when you wonder... about whether or not um, all the stories we've heard about uh, Pearl Harbor are true. No story can actually equal the reality of being caught in something like that. There have been uh, hundreds and hundreds of stories I've heard from various people who've been stationed there during and after the attack. Because in, in the military, a lot of folks like to reminisce. There have been a um, number of interesting occurrences that, has a, that have relations to some of the stories. One that I was given is more than 70 years in the making. If you visit Oahu's Pearl Harbor, you can now visit a rare World War II bomber called the Swamp Ghost. Lost for decades, but it was found. It's a B-17E bomber. And it's among the, the acquisitions of the Pacific Aviation Museum on Fort Island, which is just, just west of the final resting place of Arizona. It was coming back from a bombing raid in February 1942, and it went after an enemy fighter. Well, in the dogfight, it was hit, and although it was leaking fuel, managed to land in a remote swamp in New Guinea. Now, none of the crew members were hurt, and after walking for six weeks, they reunited with friendly forces, but in the pitched battle that raged, the plane was written off and forgotten. 1972, a Royal Australian Air Force helicopter spotted the bomber and Noticed it was almost intact. And although its location was noted, efforts to retrieve it didn't begin until more than 60 years after it crashed. Having made its way back across the Pacific, the B-17E, one of the rarest World War II bombers in existence, was moved to the museum on Fort Island. Restoration is underway in Hangar 79. It was actually a special Swamp Ghost tour. Uh, that's an extra $5 charge over and above the museum's $25 admission fee. Now, Fort Island, which was an air base on these losses during the attack, and bullet holes and strafe marks can be seen on the museum's hangars and bomb craters still scar the tarmac. The museum itself has more than 50 aircraft in its collection. The Curtis P-40 Warhawk sits near a, a Mitsubishi Japanese Zero. Stearman biplane in which George H.W. Bush soloed as a trainee pilot in 1942 is also on display. The, um, there are many, many unusual stories that have come out of wartime. 
the um, and within the U.S. military, there's a lot of haunted locations. I did a book on the ghost of Fort Bliss, and I could have done three books of that size. I had so many stories. You know, Fort Leavenworth, Kansas is another area that had uh, quite a lot of interesting um, happenings. Middle of World War II, Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, a prisoner uprising led to a major crackdown. Fourteen prisoners were hung. One died every hour. Went in the room on the gallows. So authorities turned to using an elevator shaft in an administrative building, and to this day that building is haunted. The uprising really didn't get a lot of attention until two years ago in Soldiers, a U.S. Army official magazine. The base's old disciplinary barracks, mostly torn down in 2004, is also the home of supposedly haunted guard tower from which random phone calls are still being made long after it stopped being used. And you may think, oh, that's just hogwash, but the... Uh, for six or seven years, I worked for a company here in El Paso. And I used to go in at four in the morning because I was always dealing with the East Coast and also had a lot of government contracts. And in the big warehouse where my office was located, in the back, uh, back when it was a boot plant, a man had had a heart attack at his machine. And he was carried into the supervisor's office and laid on the couch while they got a doctor, and he died there. Well, periodically, when I'd be there at four in the morning, I'd get phone calls from that supervisor's office. Never anybody there. And I had the phone checked by our electrician. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. And the switchboard showed that, in fact, the calls had been made from that empty office. So think about that one. We talked about a number of uh, haunted locations. But let's talk about one um, a ghost associated with the Arizona itself. More than the, the remains of more than 1,100 officers and crewmen are still inside that ship. That was nearly half of all those killed in the bombardment by the Japanese. Now, the military is careful in representing the Arizona in anything it allows to be filmed. But there's quite a number of stories about ghosts that tend to wander around the uh, memorial. There's a ghost story from Washington, D.C., Military has perpetuated a story about the F-105 jet inside the Arnold Gate at Joint Base on Acosta Bowling being haunted by an angry spirit. An article first appeared in the base newspaper in 1997. It reported that a skeletal phantom of some kind was seen on Halloween in 1980, terrifying a lone security policeman who was drawn to the plane by movement as he stepped out of his blue and white patrol car for a reason he couldn't understand. He thought he felt the icy touch of a skeletal finger lightly scratching the back of his neck. So he swung around thinking he's going to see a person, but he noticed only the unnatural red-white glow cast by the revolving light of his patrol car. Never did find the cause of 
of uh, that particular haunting. Let's turn to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, the Navy base. A building known as the Bayview Complex is well known because of the spirits that live there. Built in 1943 as a club for officers that's seen four notorious hauntings. That's according to the 2007 news release by the Southern Command, which oversees the base. Most famous is known as the woman in white who used to live in a, an apartment in the club till she was found dead in the bathtub. According to the story, she's uh, said to be an elderly woman with white hair and a long white dress. Often seen seated in one of the club's front second floor windows, looking out over what's now a parking lot. And even war zones have stories of interest. In 2009, Marines in Afghanistan's Helmand Province reported they'd encountered a number of unnerving episodes at a small base called Observation Point Rock. According to the story originally published by the Times of London, they found graves there and were told by nearby villagers the place was considered cursed. One Marine said he was approached in the middle of the night and a voice spoke to him in Russian. See, a number of Russian soldiers were said to have been executed there by Afghan militants during the Kremlin's occupation of the, the country. The uh, fascinating uh, stories of that type. I've written 14 books on unsolved mysteries, lost treasure, and ghosts. You know, of the many soldiers and sailors who died during the Pearl Harbor attack, a lot were never identified until recently. It always um, raises the hair on the back of your neck when you walk into a place where clearly something you can't see is moving about. One Australian family went on board the USS Arizona, captured on the, the image of a face above the USS Arizona of a face beneath the waters of Pearl Harbor. Susan Devaney and her family said the face appeared in the shimmering oil in the water above the wrecked ship where it serves as a memorial to the sailors who died there. After she took that, now I might make mention that even to this day, um, oil uh, the Arizona just taken on a million and a half gallons of oil right before the attack and it's leaking out slowly over the years she showed the uh, picture to her husband and he looked at it and said my god it's a face and the kids uh, looked at it and said it looked very sad and very young the uh Fascinating stories that um, you wind up dealing with, especially in, in areas of haunting. It's not the building often that's haunting, but the location, the land. And some of the uh, stories you can go back for a hundred years or more. Hawaiian Islands are known for luau's, the sunshines, luau, but one more time, luau's, the sunshine, sandy beaches, surfing, views. But there's far more to the Hawaiian Islands than the, the beauty and water-based uh, activities that the tourists and locals like. 
It's also home to numerous haunted places with a lot of Hawaiian ghost stories. Many believe they're the most haunted islands in the world. Now, of the haunted places in Hawaii, of course, the, the most haunted is probably Pearl Harbor. And it's called Pearl Harbor because King Kamehameha used to uh, have divers collect the pearls that flowed into the, to the uh, what was a bay at that time from the river. Now the Japanese also attacked Hickam Air Force Base, which sits next to Pearl Harbor. Everybody believes it's all one battle, but it wasn't. And since that attack, countless visitors to Pearl Harbor have stated they've experienced different hauntings. One of the biggest things that people visiting the area claim is a feeling of tremendous sadness. Extreme pain. I'm not sure what that beep is I keep hearing. I can't find it. And uh, they also feel extremely frightened for no apparent reason. Another area believed to be haunted, of course, is the U.S. Arizona, USS Arizona Memorial. There have been apparitions of soldiers seen on the dock of that sunken vessel. And then, of course, I mentioned earlier the, the soldier who said to wander the deck of the Arizona when the tide is low. Then let's go to the Oyawa Botanical Garden, Oahu located in central Oahu. The Botanical Gardens, 27 acres of native flora this place. Features Hawaiian ferns, over 60 type of trees, and countless hiking trails are available for visitors to enjoy. It started out as a park in the 1920s. 1957, it officially opened as a botanical garden. Local legend has it that the areas of the botanical garden are haunted by a green lady. Now, the descriptions of this green lady vary. Some claim she's covered in gross and, gross and green mold. Others claim she has jagged teeth, hair covered in seaweed, and fish-like scales that are green in color. There's one legend, if you cross a certain bridge by yourself under the botanical garden, you never come back. And of course, the green lady is also said to have been seen at a local elementary school. And by all reports, sightings of the Green Lady are definitely up there in the, among the scariest of the Hawaiian legends that uh, have been bandied about. Then we got the Honolulu Airport, opened in 1927. Thousands of people a day travel to or from Oahu's main airport. And based on Honolulu ghost stories told by locals on the island, there's one individual who never leaves the airport. It's a blonde woman in a short white dress known as the Lady-in-Waiting. She's been spotted at different areas of the airport, including at the gate. According to the story, she fell in love with a man who had intended to marry her. When he left on the flight and never came back, the Lady-in-Waiting was devastated, so she committed suicide. But she still waits for him to return, which is why she's called the Lady-in-Waiting. The paranormal witnesses have seen other unusual sights, such as a ghost on the Waikiki shuttle and her toilets flushing on their own. People have also experienced the sensation of somebody sitting on their chest, causing them to choke. This entity's 
of course, referred to as the choking ghost. Then we got to the Lao Theater in Mayaluku. It was uh, first back, opened back in 1928. And over the years, it's been the home to countless plays and other events. The Yao Theater is also believed to be home to a considerable amount of paranormal activity. Staff members and patrons of the theater claim to experience an assortment of unusual activity. Some witnesses claim a friendly female ghost wanders around the stage as well as sitting in different seats in the theater. And then ghost of Hawaiian soldiers reported have been spotted in the basement. There's also been stories of shadowy figures in the theater's lower levels, cold spots, and a lot of folks reported hearing voices. Then there's the Hilton Hawaiian Village on Oahu, located on 22 acres of pristine beachfront property on the island. Offers a guest much more than easy access to the beach. It also offers guests with rooms in the largest hotel in the Hilton chain. Guests also get to enjoy over 90 boutiques and shops in the building. Numerous restaurants that serve a broad range of international cuisine. Well, there's the largest pool on the island. And it's also home to Waikiki's largest spa. Now, guests of the Hilton Hawaiian Village have also had the opportunity to experience some paranormal activity. One legend states that back in 1959, a hotel employee watched a young woman vanish right in front of him. And there claimed somebody murdered that young woman in a room at the hotel. Other sightings by guests and hotel staff include that of a beautiful woman in a red dress. People have seen her roaming the hotel's halls while other people claim to have seen her on the beach. There have been many claims that the woman in red is Madame Paley, the volcano goddess. You have to ask, what's she doing at the Hilton? Well, let's talk about ghosts at Hot Highway 1. One, another one of the most haunted places in Hawaii. It's a roadway that passes through the Kalau Mountains. And uh, history reports that many ancient warriors perished in these mountains. And construction on the highway did take a lot longer than expected. It took roughly seven years to complete it. And one of the reasons the construction took so many years is that countless workers who claim to see ghosts that either leave work the same day or go home that night and never come back. People working on the highway claim, uh, along with seeing countless ghosts, they also heard the voices of warriors speaking to them. People have also made claims they've heard the cries of warriors inside the tunnels along the highway. And during the process of building Highway 1, the bones of ancient warriors were also uh, dug up. And the moving of the bones is said to have disturbed the warriors' final resting place which accounts for the many sightings of ghosts. But from a more practical standpoint, when human bones are found, work must stop. While police come in and determine, is it a new death or a historical death? And we got the Nu'uanu Pali Highway, one of the most infamous of all supposed true Hawaiian ghost stories comes from this highway. It's the main highway on the island of Oahu. Connects the windward side of the island with downtown Honolulu. Construction on the original road started back in 1845. And over the years, of course, the 
highway has been further developed. Well, the breathtaking highway developers created the new Anu Apali tunnels. And according to legend, different areas along the highway are haunted. At the Apali lookout, people have seen Hawaiian soldiers being tossed off the cliff, as well as spotted a ghost wearing white. It's also believed if you try to transport pork across the highway, first your car will stop, and then an old woman with a dog makes her presence known. In order to get past that section of the highway, the old woman's dog has to be fed the pork. As long as it goes for a good cause, I guess it's okay. Then, of course, we have something I referred to earlier as the ghost at the Hickam Air Force Base. September of 1838, construction of Hickam Air Force Base was completed, making the base ready for use. Next year, construction on the main barracks started. In 1940, the base had everything the military needed to take care of its troops. The barracks had everything from squadron day rooms, a mess hall, a medical dispensary, laundry facilities, barber shops, and any other creature comforts you could think of the soldiers on base needed. And the soldiers enjoyed their home away from home so much they gave the barrack the nickname the Hickam Hotel. But when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor December 7th, the Hickam Air Force Base suffered a tremendous amount of damage. December 7th, a number of unusual incidents and accidents have occurred at Hickam Air Force Base. One incident occurred in 1955 when an R6D1 was attempting to land during a heavy rainstorm in the dark. It crashed and more than 60 people died. Other incidents are more of the paranormal kind. People have been on the base have claimed to hear the sounds of soldiers dying. Others have claimed to hear what they say amount to the sounds of bombs hitting and exploding. Now, additional reports claim that World War II sailors and their fatigues wander around the different areas of the base. Another claim is that there's a ghost on the base that likes to play pranks on people. I mean, if you're there for all eternity, why not? Then, of course, you got the famous Charlie, who likes to throw objects and switch radio stations. And witnesses also claim that the guard shack, one of the guard shacks on the base is haunted. Witnesses claim to have seen the ghost of a sailor in his uniform at the shack at night. He apparently was killed while on duty in that location. The um, hmm, well, that's odd. It just switched on its own. Then we got the Oahu Community Correctional Facility in Oahu. It's last on our short list, but certainly not the least haunted location on the island. It's the Hawaii's largest jail. It's a 950-bed facility. sits on 16 acres in Honolulu. Not only provides a place for individuals awaiting trial, but also offers numerous other services and programs for the detainees. Prisoners can get help with parenting skills, substance abuse, domestic violence issues. It also offers a work furlough program, jobs in the laundry facility and the kitchen. And long before it became what's today the, the Wahoo Prison from 1909 to 1944, 47 men were hung at the prison. Now where the gallows once stood, there are now offices. And there are prisoners that have been in the facility who make claims of cell doors that rattle. 
and guards who've attempted to sleep in a squad room at the present-day facility claim something about the room makes it very difficult to get to sleep. The, um... And if that's not enough, there are, um... quite a number of, um, haunted hotels in the islands. Now, when you think about Hawaii, the first thing that comes to mind is the tropical paradise. And certainly, December 6th, 1941, that's what most folks stationed there thought. It was a posting that people liked to get because it was, the pace was not as frantic as at other locations. However, Islands do have rich cultures and a long history of paranormal activity. Beneath the sun and sea and sand is a much darker side to Hawaii, including an abundance of haunted hotels. And we got the Volcano House Hotel on the Big Island. Originally built as a private residence, and the family who lived there often claimed to see the apparition of an elderly woman in the house. Now, since becoming a hotel, the same apparition has been reported in the guest rooms by many of the people who stay there. There's also a frequent reports of a ghostly white dog on the entrance road that leads up to the hotel. You know, I wrote a book called Haunted Hotels, and I included a lot of the stories of haunted facilities in the Southwest. And I've talked to uh, the folks who um, had the Camino Real at the time I was doing my ghost tours, which ran from 99 to 2019. I had the free run of the place, and I got to explore places that most folks uh, wouldn't have set foot in. And there's definitely some bizarre things. Then there's the Hilton Hawaiian Village. It's one of the most haunted hotels in Hawaii. Guests at the hotel often report seeing an apparition they described as a beautiful young woman in a red dress. She's quite often seen walking in the hotel and sometimes down on the beach. Of course, as I said earlier, there are two different theories about who this woman might be. One is that she's a woman who was murdered in a hotel room and still haunts the location of her murder. Others believe she's actually a manifestation of Paley, the volcano god. It, um... It's very difficult to get to the the basis of these stories. They've, they've been so added to over the years. Then there's the Kona Beach Hotel. It said that King Kamehameha is buried somewhere on the grounds. After all, the hotel does stand where King Kamehameha's castle once stood. And the bulk of the paranormal activity at this hotel seems to focus on the top floor. Guests say they can hear the distant sound of a battle and Reporting apparitions of warriors. And it's also said the portrait of Queen Liliuokalani changes on the ground floor of the hotel has been seen to inhale and exhale as if it's a living painting. And we got the Waikiki Prince Hotel, site of various different strange occurrences. Some of the most commonly reported phenomena include strange lights moving around the hotel, unexplained whispering voices, and Luggage being moved around. Then there's the Four Seasons Resort. 
It's one of the most active haunted accommodations in the islands. 17th floor of the hotel is the hub of paranormal activity in the resort. It's apparently haunted by formal guests who took ill during a vacation there and died in their hotel room. Guests on the 17th floor frequently report the glass sliding door opens and closes by themselves. And Some have even seen a female apparition who they say watches over guests as they sleep. There are those who believe she wants to make sure they don't suffer the same fate that she did and die in their beds. I, I would have to say if a woman was watching over me as I slept, I probably wouldn't sleep much. Then we got the Kona Sheraton. Been haunted for many years, according to stories. It's undergone a number of name changes throughout its history, but the ghostly tales have continued, no matter what the name of the Sheraton, of the hotel might be. It's very common for guests to call down to security and complain about the little girls playing noisily in the hallways at night. The guards always have to apologize for being unable to do a thing about it since they know the girls are ghosts. Staff also reports seeing an apparition standing on the edge of the cliffs at the front of the hotel. If they look away even for a moment, the apparition vanishes. Now, since this hotel stands on what was an ancient battleground, it's no surprise there's some paranormal activity uh, in the area. Then we got the Waikiki Park Hotel. Apparently haunted by the ghost of a former employee. Gentleman passed away while employed by the hotel and apparently still comes to work every day. The punch-in machine records someone punching in on the time clock using the deceased employee's card, even though the magnetic card was canceled following his death. He only ever punches in, he never punches out. I guess you'd have to say that's a very dedicated employee. And then we have the lodge at the Coeli Lanai. It's a Four Seasons Resort. It's very popular with tourists. It's also one of the most haunted hotels in Hawaii. Property said to be haunted by multiple spirits, most prominently by a little girl who's frequently spotted in guest rooms. No known reason why so many ghosts would have gathered here, and no one really seems to know who they are, but there's no question that they're there. The um, and I've talked about a lot of topics, but the core of this show and yesterday's show was about the fact that uh, a lot of Americans died on the attack on Pearl Harbor. Now, in the U.S., it was December sixth, and why it was December seventh. It's always been recorded as December 7th. It was a Sunday morning when most of the, uh, the soldiers on the island were getting some extra sleep. And as FDR said, it was a day that would live forever in infamy. 2,345 soldiers and sailors lost their lives. Another 57 were seriously injured. And the interesting thing is at the soldier level, nobody saw what's coming. However, in um, 2020 hindsight, there were a lot of uh, clues something was afoot. And it, there isn't a, a uh, as long been belief that FDR uh, actually um, forced the Japanese to attack. 
in order to get us into the war to help the British. Now, battlegrounds are notoriously uh, known as places where the dead just don't rest. And from places like Gettysburg to Wounded Knee, those who lost their lives defending their way of life um, sometimes is reluctant to let go. But Pearl Harbor is somewhat different from others on many accounts, not the least of which that many of those who died were never given a proper burial. And uh, they didn't run into battle willingly. They were attacked with no warning, and many of them breathed their last moments in fear. In a place so marked with death and terror and pain, it's little wonder those who, can, who visit can feel the echoes of the past. Many of the, uh, those who died were still in the bed. Now, a lot of folks are surprised to find out the naval base known as Pearl Harbor actually dates back to 1875. When Hawaiian Kingdom signed the Reciprocity Treaty, and the U.S. Senate allowed the Navy to lease the lagoon as a naval base. Now, without diminishing the accomplishments of any who labored over it, as well as Fort Island, most of the trouble with the base began in 1933. Japanese military was at war with China and threatened to, to drag us into the conflict. As a precaution, the Navy staged a mock attack on Pearl Harbor to assess the base's defensive capabilities. The event was an absolute disaster, with the attacker succeeding in what would have been a devastating loss. But not much was done to rectify the oversight. And on December 7, 1941, these defensive shortcomings were basically our Achilles' heel. That morning, 353 Japanese aircraft attacked in two waves. No warning. No time to think. As the bullets and bombs began to fall, officers panicked. Many fought back, only to lose their lives in a struggle. Neither women, nor nurses, soldiers, nor civilians were spared as the Imperial Navy sank four battleships, destroyed 188 planes, and disabled, damaged anything else they could see. The attack shocked and horrified the American people. And it marked a turning point in American philosophy as the U.S. moved into full participation in World War II. Now, as you might guess, that sudden tragedy left a huge number of scars uh, on the land. All over Fort Island, there are reports of strange things, strange sounds and presences that correspond to events of that day. But the phenomenon is not limited just to the island alone. The base itself has numerous reports from command all the way down to civilian visitors about apparitions and restless souls. Been reported that security forces don't like walking the grounds at night because of all the paranormal activity. There have been on Fort Island, especially, residents report phantom voices and footsteps in their homes as well as objects moving and lights and electronics going off. The airstrip's got a reputation. Now, the Pearl Harbor Memorial was approved in 1958 and completed in 1961. Built on top of the sunken USS Arizona, it serves as a museum and a tribute to all who lost their lives. For most, the anniversary attack would be the ideal time to visit. But since it's 
That's when the most visitors show up. It doesn't allow much in the way of ghost sightings. Um, there's a Pearl Harbor website that discussed a lot of um, information. You might um, check on it. You know, the fascinating thing about um, going to battlefields and um, you never know what you're going to find. I grew up right near the Stones River battlefield and always hearing stories about strange things seen. Um, folks who would uh, there were several places in the battlefield that were good parking spots according to um, young men that I knew and quite often they would get more than they bargained for you never can uh, tell when uh, I mean even ghost like to watch I would guess and there were uh, a number of uh, folks who um, left uh, the field in uh, great disarray. And Hawaii, it didn't, all the ghosts of Hawaii don't revolve just around the battlefield, the World War II battlefield. And Hawaii, of course, is known for many, many things. But ghost is probably not the top of anybody's list. When you think about haunted sites, you think about old houses, a graveyard, some kind of secluded, run-down structure with a bizarre history. But with the development of Hawaii, there were sacred sites and ancient burial grounds and other meaningful locations that were desecrated in the name of progress. And ghosts don't like change. There could be a location that had a single story of hauntings for years and years, and something has changed, and here they come. One of the stories I like about Hawaii is about the night marchers. It's believed to be a band of ancient warriors who came out marching on nights with no moon. They proceed throughout the island, brandishing archaic weapons, wearing helmets and cloaks ready for battle. A lot of people say the night marches can be seen and heard coming as they march to the beat of their drums or they chant. Hawaiians were warned that under no circumstances anybody to make eye contact with the night marchers because doing so could prove to be a deadly mistake. In fact, according to the older Hawaiians, when you hear them coming, it's advised to lay prone on the ground, face down, sign of respect, fear and deference while they proceed past. And they follow many trails over the island, but people have uh, seen them at the uh, Pali Lookout, Kalaawa Valley and Kalithi Valley. They're so prevalent on the island that a movie called The Night Marchers was made in 2001. I talked earlier about the choking ghost of Waikiki. terrorizes tourists and locals alike while they sleep. People tell stories about waking up in the middle of the night, feeling pressure on their chest. This choking sensation is frightening, and people admit they can't move or scream for help. 
You might be another version of sleep paralysis, but who knows? Then we've got, uh, we talked earlier about Paley, the lady in the red dress on the beach. Well, the fire goddess Paley said to have been banished from Tahiti by her father and chose to settle in Hawaii. Hawaiians believe she travels about the island in various shape-shifting forms, from one of the most popular forms being that of a woman with long white hair. Sometimes she's seen with a dog, and she likes to hitchhike. Many believe that this is Paley testing the kindness of the Hawaiian people. Those who give her rides are fine, but if you neglect to help the white-haired goddess of fire, she uh, catastrophe seem to happen. And of course, we've got the... Um, No uh, series of stories about the ghost of Hawaii will be complete without a long discussion about the USS Arizona. Well, we've got hundreds and hundreds of ghost stories. In fact, I'm getting ready to try to put together a, a series called... Uh, Tales of the Dark Side, where we talk about some of the more bizarre uh, hauntings that I've come across. Well, until tomorrow at this time, this is Ken Hudnell for the Ken Hudnell Show, saying have a truly, truly great evening.